fantabulous edition of real chronicles brought to you by realtalking.com i'm your host david i'm joined with today ryan i'm emancipated and from a remote location jennifer <laughs> coming to you live from hoboken new jersey it's jen hi guys jen has divorced me and she will still be on the podcast <laughs> she, she just decided she to move dope looking like that it's i a, it's have a not divorced you you cannot get rid of me that fast. It took four I'm days. I'm actually pet sitting. <laughs> it took four days. And Leo is sick. So. Leo and- has a man cold. Poor baby. Listen. <laughs> man colds are worse than a woman no. giving birth. Don't go there. I Don't went there. Go there. I went no. there. So since Leo is Never. sick. And did not do his homework because he is sick of watching Birds of Prey. We decided we decided to postpone our performance episode and do a whole fun-filled episode on dissecting Birds of Prey and the entire DCEU, all eight movies. So, before we get to... Dissecting all eight movies? Well, we're going to rank them. There's not much dissecting. Most of them suck. like... I don't know that I really feel like delving into the intricacies of Man of Steel today. I do. It's Friday night when we're recording this. Yes. All right. So before we get to that, let's get into some news. Uh, First bit of news is a trailer for the new Saw movie called Spiral. What do you guys think? Spiral. So I don't know. I mean, it, it looked intriguing enough, but I'm having a hard time. I feel like Chris Rock, super serious. Mm, I mean, I'm not opposed to it, but I'm more, I gravitate towards him more when it's comedy. Samuel Jackson's in this too. Yes, I know. Uh, Rye? I thought it was interesting. Like, it's funny because it's a whole different feel. I'll tell you that much. Like, until the very end, until you saw Chris Rock with, you know, the saw and everything it didn't even come off like a saw movie which i think is gonna be a good thing for because it should be different because after how many was the original like seven of them eight Eight? yeah we need a different feel at least so i do like that i'm a fan of chris rock you know personally from dogma new jack everything he's done never scared love almost everything he's done so i I'm already going to see as a fan of Chris Rock, so and also as a fan of the trilogy as the saga itself. Yeah, I didn't even know it was a Saw trailer until I heard the music. Yeah, because so did he write it? Yeah, I think he wrote it. Or he wrote it and produced it. Okay. So. So I'm, yeah, it'll be interesting, and it actually. So I see that it comes out May fifteenth. Yep. So, it's so right soon. Around, right around the corner. So Spyro, the book of, from the book of Saw, out in theaters in May. All right, so moving on, this is, uh, I guess, for all the Friends fan out there. Uh, I reported a few months ago that Friends would have a reunion special at HBO Max. Then it was reported that that's not true, and now it's back on. So it looks like the entire cast is 
we'll be reuniting for a reunion, a Friends reunion special at HBO Max. So who do you think was the holdout? I'm thinking it was Matthew Perry. It's probably someone. He has since joined Instagram, so I'm guessing it was him. It's probably going to be the one that's the least important now and the most difficult. So I guess we can. So Ross. Yeah, David Schwimmer hasn't done shit in a long time. <laughs> I think he's done a lot of directing, actually. I honestly think the last time I saw him was on an episode of Entourage in 2010. Last time I saw him was on Friends. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, look out for that coming to to HBO Max soon. And then last last bit of news items. Furious 10 may be split into two films. Why? Gross. That's so <sighs> Ryan, I know you're excited. Oh yeah, I'm so fast and I'm so furious about this. Yeah, you can tell. <laughs> so so exciting. Um, I don't. While I love this franchise and I love these movies because I know that they're exactly what I expect them to be, I don't think it's necessary to have two and like leaving part one on this cliffhanger and then having for me. I know that they're probably going to do it just to make more money. But it's like really aggravating. I don't like when any movies do that when they split it. I didn't even really like that Harry Potter was split well, into two. Well, that's the biggest book that they had, so you had to split. That. I well, I get now, it. Now, are we talking like no. a Harry Potter? Oh, sorry. Are we talking Harry Potter split into? Are we talking like Infinity War Endgame kind of split into? No, Harry Potter split. Oh, that's <laughs> really dumb. Well, no, the last Harry Potter book. No, no, for it Fast and Furious. Yeah, 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 because it's not really based on anything. It's just a, a cash yeah. grab. Yeah, so. Because um, trip- once I, uh, Triple X failed, Vin Diesel's like, this yeah, is all I, I got. Like, I was actually going to say that. <laughs> I think Vin Diesel knows his cash window is about to end. And, uh, well, he still has Groot, so. Yeah. Uh, so like, yeah. How many different ways can I say Groot? <laughs> yeah, seriously. And then, good segue into Marvel. Sam Raimi is in talks to direct the upcoming Doctor Strange. I'm so for this. So happy. So good. So good. Um, it's funny because I always I always look at meeting certain people and I'm like, you never know when the next time you'll have a chance to meet them is. And I will hopefully be meeting Sam Raimi next month. And oh, I know nice. if he gets this Marvel movie, he'll never do a con ever again. That's not New York Comic Con or San Diego. True. That's correct. Yeah. Um, oh. So, yeah, the movie should be good if he does sign up for it. And just expect a Bruce Campbell a cameo if he does. Uh, Which I'm totally cool with. Definitely. And then uh, other bit of Disney go- news. Oh. No, go ahead, Ryan. I was going to say a face-off of the goatees between Bruce Campbell and Doctor Strange. For sure. <laughs> uh, other bit of Disney news. Bob Iger confirmed Mandalorian Season 2 coming in October. And the potential that the show may spin off other characters to other Star Wars series. Totally cool with that. Yeah, it's crazy. Have you? <laughs> go ahead. Jim. Have you also? Have you also seen that? Um, there's rumors that they're pretty much planning that maybe Mandalorian will be five seasons. Yep. And that's it. Good. How do Perfect. we feel about that? Yes, I love it because a show can have a, a beginning and end and not have to just stretch out. The best shows I'm... of all t- the best shows of all time know when to end and don't try to stretch it out for the sake of money. Breaking Bad. The Sopranos, they had a definitive beginning and end, and now Better Call Saul, it's gonna end in a season. I mean, the I can't say anything. I'm a supernatural fan. Yeah, but, <laughs> but yeah, go ahead, Jen. 
Um, so I actually, I'll be fine with it with five seasons as long as maybe there's a baby Yoda spinoff. Oh my God. <laughs> um, I think it would make a lot of money. I mean, let alone the merchandising that has already started and they're going to make bank. Fun fact, Jennifer, so. John Favreau hates when you call baby Yoda, baby Yoda. Okay. The child spinoff. They should have given us a name at the end of the last season, and then we wouldn't call it Baby Yoda no more. That's it's kind of his fault. Mine. Yeah, I guess you're right. It's kind of his fault. It's gonna be Baby Yoda in pop culture until he gives us a name for the child. It is what it is, and suck it up, the most John. Random name that no one can pronounce, <laughs> and everyone still yeah. calls him Baby Yoda. Like <laughs> no, it's Baby Yoda. <laughs> um, this last bit of news excites me, but at the same time, I'm kind of bummed that they're gonna continue this because, like I just said. If something's that good and there's no plan for a sequel, don't do it. So Knives Out is going to get a sequel. And I, I know. I'm I don't know very how I, on the fence. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. Like, I'm the first one's so good. But Ryan Johnson, it will be back to write and direct. So at least we right. know that he's, he'll be back. So that's, that's a good thing. Jen? Where do you think where do you think we go from here though? I think it's just um Daniel Craig's, You think it's going to f- Daniel Daniel Craig's, Craig's yeah. cal- character? Yeah. yeah. It's going to be another case that he's he's working on. Which that could be a fun series of movies though, just different cases and different murders and stuff like that. I agree. I can see I agree, right? As long as the supporting cast is as good as this one was. True. Yeah, you need, like, I mean, look at Chris Evans as a dick. It's still one of my favorite things from the year. You need stuff like that. You need, like, exactly I, what you said, such I, a good cast. I love, I still love him in that movie. It's one of my favorite performances of the year because he's such an asshole. And I love, we're going to get into quick, quick spoilers on Knives Out. Just fast forward, like, 30 seconds. Um, they made you, I walked into that movie and the first time you saw him, I'm like, oh, he's the killer. But they did, he did such, Ryan Johnson did such a good job of making you forget that he would, that you thought he was the killer. Because the middle of the movie, I'm like, oh, I guess he's not the killer. Yeah. So they did a really good job with that. So, yeah, Jen, do you think it'll be a good idea as long as they have a good supporting cast? I think so. I mean, this almost feels like this could be right, I guess, kind of like a... If we're following Daniel Craig's character, if it's that, which would make the most sense because it'll have sort of that narrative connection. It would it almost feels like this could be kind of like a, a Pink Panther, right, for the big screen or or like continuance or um, an in, well, Inspector Clouseau. Right. That that's from Pink Panther. Correct. And um, or even like, well, I'm going to equate it to my favorite TV show, Murder, She Wrote on the big screen. So we're gonna follow, follow him and see what else he solves. Yeah. But it's got to be good to be worth it. Ryan Johnson sequel is, not, is still R- kind of scary. Ryan Johnson has not made a bad movie yet, so no worries there. Well, it depends on who you ask. That is true. <laughs> that ha- there is true. That is true. You do have a lot of people out there that don't have any good taste. So that is true. <laughs> um. So yeah. So moving on. Uh, we were going to get into some Birds of Prey talk, but news did break last night, and I received confirmation earlier today that Christian Bale will be playing the main villain in the upcoming Thor, Love and Thunder. Mm. So we're going to see Natalie Portman versus Christian Bale. 
Interesting. I'm not sure how I feel about that, to be really? completely honest. <laughs> you I think like, he's going to make a good villain. He is, but it's like, you, you're, I'm going, it's going to be hard not to see Batman. Like, I know, like, you know, with, um, well, I can't believe I'm drawing a blank. Within, with Homecoming, it was, but we were able to see 80, I can't believe I'm blanking Michael his name. Keaton. Michael Thank Keaton. you. I don't know why. Like it was like I was. It was right there on the top. Right, you're on time. Right, you're getting divorced you're on, from you're me. On time out. <laughs> it was one of those things. I apologize, but um, no, with Michael Keaton. Sorry. Um, how enough time has passed, in my opinions, but it's still a little too soon to see him back in that world. So I'm going to see him. Like, but that's Batman, man. So, te- so technically, um, well, we have seen Christian Bale as a villain before Batman in American Psycho. Technically. Beetlejuice is the villain. Beetlejuice. So we had, we did see Michael Keane as a villain. Before. No, I'm saying seeing him in not as a villain, but in genre in another genre gotcha, film. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it it'll be good. I'm not even worried. Oh yeah, it's gonna be awesome. And then it's Marvel, uh, and it's my and it's him. So yeah. To kick off the Birds of Prey conversation, unfortunately, not great news. So. Birds of Prey is not doing well in the box office, and it's now only projected to make $33 million opening weekend. Oh, that's shocking. Yeah. And a travesty. Yeah, that's <laughs> actually very, very surprising. I'm shocked when I read that. I didn't think that it would... I thought it was going to maybe come close to like 90, 85, 90. I didn't think it was going to be... Yeah, I thought it was going to give Deadpool a run for its money, honestly. Yeah, I'm quite, quite shocked. But At least Deadpool too. That can get <laughs> that can get us right into the conversation of the movie itself. Um, so Jen and I caught an early screening on Tuesday. Uh, we did probably in the Times be- Square. Probably the best early screening I've ever gone to, and we've been to a few. Oh. Yeah, I mean it was it was. Well, we didn't know what to out. expect. Like we just thought it was going to be like regular screening. You sort of get like this little paper cheapy ticket that they give you and like you go in and you just like sit down and then no no trailer so you go straight into the movie and then you're home and then you're done and then you go home but this was a different experience the lines were long outside of the theater and then david we went in yeah so the first thing i noticed is that you had to go through metal detectors to get to the theater to our theater well first First, we got this like really nice paper ticket with an assigned seat and a little swag bag that included a, a small poster. Thank you, Warner Brothers. And some coupons. And so, Warner Brothers, if you want to sponsor our podcast, we're always game. <laughs> we're going to love now. And I then always we defend through the Sasquatch metal detector. Just saying. <laughs> but yeah, um, we went through metal detectors, and I'm like, oh, I wonder. That's when it started popping through my head. I'm like, I wonder. So we sat down. They had like HQ, Harley Quinn cosplayers, and they were giving out swag, so on and so forth. And then we sit down, and I'm like, huh, this seems very suspect that I think someone may be here. So I thought it was just going to be like a secondary character. Nah, man. We got the whole cast. We got the whole cast, and I'm surprised nice. I made it because then Margot Robbie walked out. I almost passed out. <laughs> Let's be real here. You almost passed out for Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah, I kind of marked out when I went Obi Wan Kenobi because he was looking over next to where I was sitting, and Jen peeped him. He's like, "Oh, he's looking over," and I'm like, "Oh my god, it's Obi Wan Kenobi! <laughs> I have the Force!" 
I actually think in that <laughs> he moment sensed he it in you. Nothing, but whatever. So uh, yeah, so we got these cute like Harley Quinn like hair headbands, so everyone could kind of wear her pigtails. And they actually gave us a free medium-sized popcorn and a large Jennifer, water bottle. And if anyone knows, that's like a $15 value. You're burying yeah. the lead. Margot Robbie was... I was in the same room yes. with Margot Robbie. <laughs> but, then, <laughs> but then the cast came out. So Kathy Yang came out. Um, Rosie Perez. Uh, Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie. I love you. The only two that weren't there was... Um, Mary Elizabeth Weinstead. Yeah, and Chris Messina, who played Victor Saz. So they were the only two that weren't. Um, yeah, but um, we the two but, that the two that mattered the most were there. So, but yeah. no, they, they they seemed like it was super, really cool. Yeah, they seemed super happy to be there. They seemed super happy to promote the movie the way they, you know, the way they sounded. They were, they were all about it. And then when we get into the movie now, you can tell they were all about it. So yeah. That was kind of the pre-show, but in terms of the movie, I'll kick it off by saying that it is super duper fun. It is the movie DC needed in a way. It's like the the yin to Wonder Woman's yang. Like you can have you can love Wonder Woman. Now you have Harley as this top tier DC character that you can be like, yeah, she's our anti-hero. She's DC's Deadpool in a way. Mm-hmm. Jen, Rye, what do you think? Yes. Um, oh, sorry. Uh, no, I was grabbing my water. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I thought it was really fun. Um, I think I really love all of, like, you really got to see her personality. You got to see her shine. I think they set up the story really well to really show how, like, she's trying to, like, really be her own woman and trying to figure out who that is. Um, without Mr. J and, like, just, I mean, you sort of go through this transition, um, you know, she breaks up, they break up. She's like, what am I going to do? Because she's always been support for him. And so I really think that this movie sort of gives her an opportunity to shine. And then also just to show, um, I wouldn't go so far as female friendships because it's not like she's best friends with the birds of prey. But I think the fact that like they can all come together for the common bond of, defeating um the not black mask and there goes into spoiler conversation we go it's not really a spoiler it's in the synopsis Rye, of the you, movie know you that you and mcgregor is the villain guys right yeah uh, uh i don't know the fact that you said they all team up together i think lands in spoiler territory yep right go ahead i fucking Spoilers. loved it <laughs> like it was so much fun it was so different you know we say here we've been talking a lot lately about remakes and reboots this is exact hollywood this is what we want we want the originality we get here the diversity that we got here like it's funny me and casey were talking as we left and she's like i love the girl power i didn't even think of that aspect i'm like yeah there was a good aspect of that i was just seeing you know some badass superheroes kick a badass villain yeah and i have to say they made and this is they made the black mask uh mask look so good i was, I was so worried a little I bit i actually told jen that i'm like oh my god it's so accurate it's perfect yeah they did so good on that and actually uh i didn't know i'm not sure if you guys know this but uh casey informed me today where both of our minds were blown that who was it, babe? It was um, Black Canary 
it was also played Michelle's best friend in Full House. Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> Babe, we left the theater and I, I told that. you she was. I was going to <laughs> okay. say before you cut me off <laughs> that I did not know that and Jen told me after the movie. Uh, I was like, geez, I, we talked about this. You forgot <laughs> this already? So. Yes. Some... And sadly, her brother makes very bad accusations as well. Yeah, but so... this, is not, this is not about him. This is about. This is not Curry. about him. So you, you, you know how I love film Twitter, right, guys? Yeah. Yeah, film Twitter. <laughs> yeah, so um I've noticed that a lot of people on film Twitter really really like this movie, right? Oh, and good. Praising it. Don't there so far everything I've seen has been praising it, right? Mhm. These are the same people that didn't like Joker for and hated it because they didn't consider him a hero because he is quote unquote a killer. And he's psychotic. Isn't Harley Quinn psychotic and she kills people? There's a little double standard there, don't you think? She does it, but she looks a lot better doing it, David. That's I'm why. Sorry, Duh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just, I just noticed and I thought, I'm like, wait a minute. It, they're, they're like, they date. They're like, they're each other's right hand. I mean, but, you know, whatever. I mean, for someone like us that love both of them, it makes sense. But, like, when you yeah. have someone that hated Joker but loves a- this movie for the same reasons that they shitted on Joker, it was just kind of funny that I, that I saw that all over. But, uh, go well, ahead, but I think Joker, I think Joker is a more, it's a more serious movie in tone. And Does I it- think it's more realistic in the portrayal as opposed to, like, Harley, what like I don't even think that she's crazy. I think that she's been driven she's to do what nuts. she does, and she doesn't know anything else because this is what, what how she's like fallen, right? And like she's just—it's just more campy. This is more campy. No, this and, is like a, this is a comic book movie to the T. You know, yeah, this is a comic. Like this book is movie just, but like Joker is more realistic. I think. Um so I think maybe that because it hits too close to home, maybe for people more than they realize. Yeah, I guess. But I just thought it was I think cool. it's a Go little ahead. bit of what you said, Jenny. It's the tone. It's, pre- it's the way it's presented yeah. to you. You know, Harley Quinn is presented with a cute blonde girl and, you know, being funny and quirky and all these fun things are going on. And look, there's Ian McGregor being funny and then homicidal at the same time. And Joker is just drear and doom and gloom. Nothing to that. Exactly. And so then I think that's a little bit on top too. of that, on top of that, you know how it is with film Twitter. Whenever there's a movie that gets tons of acclaim from like the critics oh, yeah. and from like oh, awards yeah. and things like that, it just it it actually seems to do the opposite of what it's supposed to. I feel like many, many, many years ago, you had that Academy Award nomination on a on like your movie poster or like your or the Academy Award nominee like so and so, right? Like that was almost like a badge of honor and nowadays it almost feels like people just think it's like super pretentious. Like they're just like over it and especially with the way that like the Academy hasn't been so diverse and like they're not acknowledging other films and so and there's just more I guess what's the term wokeness or whatever. Like people are just really now like starting to go away from those things. So I feel like anytime a movie, it almost seems like um, 
it's not a good word for it, but like a death stamp on a movie or on a thing because it's just like a it pulls it puts a bullseye on it for people. And just the fact that like they're just so so turned off, like, oh yeah, Joker. Like maybe if Joker had not gotten all this acclaim and like Joaquin didn't get praised for his performance and whatever, it would have maybe more people would have liked it or at least come well, out to openly like it. I, I also People group like love to hate things in groups and jump on the bandwagon. Well, yeah. So I I totally agree with that, and I'm glad that everyone hates it and it's getting the acclaim it deserves. So, <laughs> um, you know, I, one thing I did see on on Twitter. Shout out to at Maverick Movies. I thought this was hilarious. So I love Margot Robbie. No one should ever play Harley Quinn, but Margot Robbie. But this kind of right. this kind of tickled me. Um, and and I got the joke right away, but the com- the comments in 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 the tweet, people just let the joke completely pass him by. So he t- he tweeted this: Saoirse Ronan needs to play Harley Quinn in a gritty standalone spinoff unrelated to Suicide Squad to finally win an Oscar. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious, and I think it, I think Jenny didn't get it because she's quite quiet on that one. I got it. I thought it was hilarious. Fil- film Twitter did not. They destroyed this guy. They're like, are we already planning to replace Robbie with a younger version? And then some other girl replied, yes, because to the male eye, Margot Robbie's already too old. I'm like, shut the fuck <laughs> up. You fucking people stink. It's a fucking joke. But um, but now let's get to the movie, to the spoiler talk here. Everything, the rest of the show will be spoiler. So, do you like... <laughs> How she, hmm, do you like how Harley, trying to award this right, kind of let everyone know that she killed, that she, you know, over with the Joker? Like, would. I thought it was fun. She killed, she she must have killed like 200 people in there. And no one said shit about it, even when (laughs) everyone. (laughs) Well. Actually, do you think she she killed anyone in there? Because it was like late at night, There's and these people were Acme Factory. All right, fine. I was trying to be like positive about this. No, she maybe killed. she didn't kill that many people. Like if it was the middle of the day, I feel like she would have definitely killed a ton of people. But at night, you only have an occasional like few people. We're talking probably a factory that size. We're talking at least a good fifty to one hundred people. Yeah, easily. <laughs> You easily, but I I do yeah. no. All jokes aside, I do like that. That was for the tone of the movie. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, I really really enjoyed her relationship with uh, little Brucey because I was kind of sad when little Brucey disappeared for a bit. Yeah, I got so worried. <laughs> um, spoiler talk in terms of her relationship with the rest of the birds of prey. What do you guys think? Um, I think, like, I think each individual one was very well done. I like her with the kid the most, like, her teaching the kid, this is why you shouldn't do federal taxes, have me dying. Yes. <laughs> and I just like how each was different, you know, the, ki- um, what was her nickname? The Killer Arrow. Um, Huntress? Oh, my God. 
Huntress. You know, but was Hunt? What did they keep calling her? They kept calling Huntress. The cross. The crossbow the killer. killer. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I'm not the crossbow killer. <laughs> I I wrote in my review that's on the site now that one of I I never knew how much I wanted Huntress to introduce herself until I saw this movie because every time she tried <laughs> to introduce herself it was so funny. <laughs> and I so, yeah. Go ahead, Jen. I actually think that they really played off of each other really well. Um, you know, when they did finally have to team up. And I think the trailers, being that we're in spoiler talk, I think the trailers are somewhat misleading because you kind of just think that, like, you're going to see the Birds of Prey a lot more than you do. Or you kind of think that, like, Harley's sort of secondary to everyone. Um, but she's really the one that shines. And she's in the movie, I would say, like, 90% of the time. Uh, At least she takes... And she takes up and I actually like it that it's that way and that they sort of have the movie, you know, they team up, they they do what they got to do. And then at the towards the end of the movie, you have a, like a satisfying ending for um, for for the birds of prey and for Harley. And just, you know, it it's perfect because you can tell that there could be potentially a movie for her again off to the side and then another spinoff for the birds of prey themselves which is genius that dc was able to pretty much spin off into now two other franchises with the and i will say that i also really enjoyed the action scenes that were going on inside of the um i'm trying to think of the name of the ride the attraction at that carnival the fun house that they were there Almost like the fun house, the booby trap. That's what yeah. it is. So at the booby trap, I think that the scenes, like everything was so colorful. The action was good. You could tell that they were all very much in sync just with the camera work and the choreography between all of them and like fighting off the, the goons. And um, I think it just worked. And like all trying to protect um, Cassandra. So I think it, I think it worked really, really well. Yeah, the production design on those set and on those action sequences were top notch. Like I, n- I never mm. knew I wanted Harley on rollerblades until this movie. <laughs> she was oh, the roller derby scene was awesome. So hilarious, <laughs> and I also thought it was really funny every time she saw someone that she knew, and it talked about like reason the vendetta. why the vendetta, <laughs> and they showed all the reasons that they should have a vendetta against her. I thought it was hilarious. Um, did you like that they brought up the Joker so much? I like that they brought him up and never showed him. Well, except for the back. Except for the back, they never showed him. If anyone asks me if the Joker's in this movie, I'm going to say yes. True. You have to. He's technically in technically it. Technically in it. But is that Jared Leto or is that a double, you it. think? What do you say, Rye? You think that's a double or is that actually Jared Leto? No, that's a double. You think Jared Leto's double. not doing that? Jen? Yeah, I actually think that... Um, that you need the Joker there because the Joker's so entwined with her character that they really need to set, they really had to set up why it was that like, you know, to give a reason why they broke up. And then the fact that she is the, they had to set up the whole emancipation thing. So you do kind of have to bring up the Joker and then it's sort of like, it, it gives her like, you have it throughout the movie and like Mr. J and it's true. He used to protect her and now she's got no one and like, who's going to protect her. And then she's like, well, it's going to have to be me. And so then she, you know, makes some boss moves and does the damn thing. And here's Jen always used to say Mr. J never protected Harley. And this movie showed that he definitely protected Harley. That's true. I mean, he protected her in the sense that they all knew that they couldn't touch her because he was 
she was his girl. But like now that whatever, they're like, well, you're open season because he's not going to come back for you anymore. Yeah. Um, in terms of the villain here, Ewan McGregor was so over the top. It was so great. Yeah. It, there's, I think he walked into this movie knowing that everyone's going to be at an extra 11 on the over the top <laughs> scale. And he's like, I'm going to one up you and just <laughs> even, even more batshit crazy. He just chewed that scenery like it was a filet mignon, and oh I loved God. it. So you didn't, you didn't have a problem with him being so over the top, because I thought he was good. Not at all. <laughs> it made it even better. I don't, Jen, you probably can assist on this. Do you remember the last time he played a villain? Ewan McGregor? Or has he ever played a villain? Um. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, that's something to look into for, if not today, for a later episode, because I'm very curious on that, but yeah. Let's see. I just googled you and McGregor villain roles. <laughs> so, um, actually, it may not. He may not have much. So maybe I'll get back to you on that yeah, one. So, um, what I didn't like is his right hand man. So yeah, I, that was disappointing. So uh, I, I love see. I love Christmasina from the Mindy Project. But that's, so, not, that's not Victor Zaz. I know Ryan can attest but... to that. The yeah, only, he was not crazy enough. The only Victor Zaz part about him was the goddamn scars on his chest and his face, and those weren't even as exaggerated as they are in the comics and in in other iterations. Like I don't like any yeah. iter. You you like the Gotham one, right, Ryan? I. I mean, we always say everything's its own version of it. So yeah. in that perspective, yes, it was a nice take on the character. All they needed to do was add the scars, and I would have been fine. And so it's funny. They had great personality in Gotham, this, but not the scars. This one, they had the scars, but I didn't dig the personality as yeah. much. They, they just can't seem to get him right. And he's, a good, he's an interesting character. I mean, he's, like a, he's obviously, I feel like he's more like a villain of a season or a villain, like, villain of the week kind of guy. He's not really mm-hmm. like a top tier, but like as a B level nah. Batman villain, I thought he he could be done right. So I'm a little oh he was a little yeah. underwhelming. Oh, one thing I did another thing I didn't like that I forgot to mention in my re- review when I wrote it was um I don't like that they glossed over uh Canary's I guess power. <laughs> True. But speaking of Can- uh Canary, I have to say the one scene with with Canary and Huntress with the anger issues had me dying oh but she's yeah. like oh, i like this girl she has anger issues i don't have anger issues you see you see <laughs> oh, that, that just made up that's like jen and jen when she tells me i don't have a temper problem when i watch football <laughs> oh he does what do you guys think of Rosie um, but yeah i i actually think that so with canary i feel like the way it was introduced in the film for her like power i feel like they had filmed another scene that may have gotten cut that sort of gives her a little more backstory to that because it felt like it was just like, like I think it was Renee Rosie Perez's character. I think that said, do what you do or whatever. So she knows about it. So how would she know about it? If there was mom did you have it, your mom has it is what she said in the movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well then, yeah. And I I would say Huntress's backstory is probably the most interesting. Yeah, like she, they all had decent. That's what I really, really enjoyed about the movie that they like, unlike suicide squad where we got, about 30 seconds of each character 
Although I love the nods to Suicide Squad in this movie, all three of I them. Didn't, I didn't mind them, but I mean, in terms of character development, at least with this, you got a nice section of the movie dedicated to each character rather than just 25 seconds for each character outside of like Joker and Harley. So I yeah. really, really dug that as well. Um, over the topness in terms of the violence, did you mind that? No, I think it was pretty spot on for a Harley Quinn movie. Honestly, it's it's exactly what I expected. Actually, more. I enjoyed a lot, like the prison fight and the like with the sprinklers going off. I thought that was so well done, choreographed. What? But about, yeah, I don't think. Was, yeah. What about you? Jen? Yeah, no, nothing was like gory or anything like that. So I feel like the violence was also very um, cartoonish or comic bookish. Like it didn't like we weren't seeing blood and guts and whatever. The only times that were a little squeamish was like, like when she would break legs and stuff, and it was just like ah, like you saw it, you didn't see the blood, but you saw that, and it was just like, ouch. Yeah, that had and, me squeamish uh, more than any blood scene I've seen in most movies. Yeah. Yeah, same here. I thought that was pretty pretty crazy. Um, I'm rubbing my knees just thinking about it. What? Previously, you asked me about what did I think about Rosie Perez. Yes. Her character. So I think she was good. I think this is a little resurgence for Rosie Perez. Not with $33 million Um, at the box office. Well... I feel like it's still too early. We're going to, it's the number, those numbers will climb. By the time this episode airs, I have a feeling it's going to be more than that. I, I have, so. I have faith. All righty. So where do you, what do you, what do you think we go from here? I, um, I remember when Leo, when we talked about it last week, when we were just talking about the trailer and stuff and the first reactions and Leo was like, I don't like, I don't like this because Harley and the Birds of Prey, you know, they don't have any affiliation. I think the fact that they don't join together to the end and the fact that at the end of the movie, she just takes off. Harley takes off and they'd separate. And like Jen mentioned before, like you kind of kick off two franchises that way. I think that's such a smart move. And I think those that are that love the comics and really don't like when things are changed we'll probably dig the fact that okay cool like they went their separate ways they're not going to be like a giant team up now for the rest of the dceu's existence yeah uh so yeah where do you think they go from here um i feel like with harley quinn i think what i want to see next is a harley quinn and ivy movie like David, you're getting. I'm not sure how many episodes you're into it now, but you'll see the relationship. They do it really well in the Harley Quinn on uh, the DC Network. But I would love to see a, a really good, like almost like a buddy cop movie between the two of them, or more exploring her relationship with Joker, or more or Harley Quinn's past. And just a straight, and then on the other side of it, a straight up um, Birds of Prey movie. I'm oh, will always be down to see that. Jen. So I definitely feel like, despite how much money this makes, Margot Robbie has that charisma to carry Harley. And so I feel like there's definitely going to be another film. Um, And then, I mean, if we're also alluding to the post-end credit scene that they sort of set up or try to tease to us, I feel like we're going to see her at least. I mean, do we know how long she has a contract to be Harley? I don't know. Like, but did she, she sign anything that was like five movies or something? She's the producer now, so she probably stayed. Yeah, so she might have. So 
who knows? She might show up in The Batman or but a lot, something like it. A lot has changed in Suicide Squad. She's now a two-time Oscar nominee, and she does a lot of serious stuff now. So who knows? But I think we'll get another one. I actually want a movie with her and Joker as against each other, as Joker is the villain and she is the protagonist. I would like to see that to see and not Joaquin's Joker, obviously, because that would not yeah. work no, at all. No, it can't be Joaquin's So wait, Joker. would you want to bring Jared Leto back, or do you just recast? I would give him another shot if they re- completely redo his look. Like, if he comes back okay. looking completely different, I'd give him a shot. I'm not one of those that hated him. I'm more indifferent yeah. with him than any others. I think he get. I think he catches a bad rap because of what he's in between. If you really look at it, he's in between Ledger. He's in between two of the best performances ever. So (laughs) that's that's, that's tough, you know. So I'd give him another shot, but I wouldn't, you know, I can't I can't see that damage tattoo on that forehead ever again. Because that's not going to (laughs) work for me. Um, And in terms of the Batman, I don't think she'll be in the Batman. I think. That Batman movie is going to try to separate itself from everything, as like Joker did. That's what I personally think. But yeah, uh, Birds of Prey. Now, oh, and in regards to the Birds of Prey, depending on how the box office does, we may get another movie. But it wouldn't shock me if we get like a, a not a Netflix series, but maybe like a DC Universe series with them. Now, where do you rank it? Now that's where I'm going next. So I. <sighs> said to Jen and Rye, I'm like, all right, so this should take about three minutes for everybody. Let's rank it. (laughs) Let's rank it with the entire DCU, all eight movies. So I'll give you my rankings, and if you guys have anything different, then you guys shout out yours. So in last place for me, I have Suicide Squad. Does anyone have something different? Yes. Uh, Yep. All right, what's your worst, Jen? Man of Steel. Same. Wow. So there's my... a lot of damage in that movie. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like we said a thousand times, the minute they don't you don't save your dad, you lose me. <laughs> and everything else just doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, my number seven is Man of Steel, so I guess your number seven to Ryan Jenna's Suicide Squad. Um nope. BVS. BVS. Wow. I, I love it today. <laughs> oh no, I disagree with you guys there. Um, <laughs> my number six is Justice League. Ding, 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 ding. Um, yeah, no, Justice League, same. And then my number five is, I'm I cheated here. I will say the director's cut of Batman v Superman is my number five. Oh no, that's oh. not fair. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's why I would put Suicide Squad. So I actually put Suicide Squad as number five as well. Have you guys seen that recently? <laughs> yeah, actually, very recently. When I did we really put it on, babe? Last week. Find it. Suicide Squad. I was yeah, like last week. I don't know. It was like the beginning of this Monday. So I yeah. I was blinded by how great Harley was that I you know thought the movie was good. Boy, was I wrong. That movie is not good at all. No. The beginning is fine. It's once they get out of the prison so is when things once go the, bad. Once the actual movie kicks in? <laughs> I mean, everything with Harley and Will Smith is great. That's it. And everything 
Yeah, and Captain Boomerang's fine. And everything else is the villain isn't great. It's the swirling pile of trash. <laughs> All righty. So my number four, I have Aquaman. Do you guys have anything different there? Great. Yep. All right. My number three is Birds of Prey. Do you guys have anything different Correct. there? Yeah. Oh, what do you have number same. three? No, I'm saying same. Oh, okay, cool. My number two is Shazam. Do you have anything different there? Same. Okay. And number one, the best DCEU movie is Wonder Woman. Color me shot. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> and no, it's not because she's a woman. It's because the movie. Yay, women. It's just one of the most well done movies yes. I've seen. It's one of the best yes. origin stories of a comic book's hero and i think and it... i love that two out of these eight movies are directed by women but the ending of wonder woman does stink <laughs> just want to put that out there. yeah no that that is a swirling pile of trash I, in world war ii i re <laughs> i rewatched it uh last october yeah i actually watched the, the whole dcu <laughs> in preparation for Joker. I don't know why, because it's not connected. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, the ending of that movie just doesn't work. It's because it's so good up to that point. I'm like, you didn't really know that extra CGI. You could have just kicked ass without it. No Man's Land has, like, minimal CGI, and it fucking kicks ass. Yeah. So it really didn't need it. I worry about the CGI in 84. I think the movie's going to be good. I just wonder if they're going to pull back on the CGI. I know Gal has said that she did a lot more work in this one as opposed to the first one. So I'm curious. Mm. Yeah. So that's our DC rankings. That's our quick review of birds of prey and the fantabulous emancipation of Harley Quinn. Next week, we will be back to break down the Academy Awards and to break down our top 10 performances of all time. I was actually really looking forward to this until everyone got sick over here. <laughs> uh, to to tease, I think that we're going to argue a lot next week. Oh, I'm sure. I sense a lot of arguments. I have no women on my list, and that may upset another person on here. You have no women for like a best performance at all. Yeah, I ha she. I have two women at eleven and twelve because I do have a lot of honorable mentions. So I have two women. And let me guess: all the other men are white men in those performances. Uh, let me see. Yes. So now you got me looking at my list. <laughs> Damn it! I am. I am. Uh, I am. I may uh, have to cheat next week and just do all female performances then i gotta represent for the ladies no you're you do their do it the right way so yeah that pretty much wraps it up for today next week jenny will divorce me ryan will yell at me. <laughs> i'll and, forget a very famous actor's name like that <laughs> ryan if you're doing a performance list you better know who the goddamn acted that performed that role is <laughs> All right. There's a guy in that movie that one time, you know. <laughs> so we'll see you next week for this next dysfunctional episode of Real Chronicles. See you next week. <laughs>